Welcome to the Oh For Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the struggles of working in the food industry so that you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, coach and facilitator, bringing you our expertise of starting a food brand and working in the food industry for the last 20 years. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Oh For Food's Sake. Amy and I are talking about a subject which is very close to both of our hearts because we're talking about dropping the busy badge of honour. So we we started talking about this. I think one of us had listened, or we were having a chat and Amy said, I've just listened to this amazing podcast about being wearing a busy badge of honor. And then I think I listened to the same podcast and we were both saying how we are definitely, I was going to say victims. I think maybe guilty. I think that's closer to the truth. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a really good episode to cover because I think I definitely do this. Yeah. And I know lots of other people that do. So Amy, you tell us to begin with what 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 this really means. Yeah. Well, so and I feel I think it is like something that a lot of us are guilty of and I think it is there does tend to be a female bias towards it, but I don't think it necessarily is the case. I think it's that having busyness as a badge of honor is those people and i'm saying that like meaning that we've been those people and still are sometimes that are are like walking around like i am so busy and so important and i haven't got time for anything and almost wearing busyness like it is a badge of honor and i think there is this particularly it can happen in businesses where that where the culture kind of cultivates it a little bit, where there's that whole who can work the longest hours, who can be, who's got the most back-to-back meetings. It's like, you know, you just hear people saying it in a way that it's like almost like bragging. And it's like, yeah. is it really that something to be and proud it, and of? If you're, if you're not doing it, I think we've talked about this before, where We've both worked in situations where if you feel if you're not working those long hours, then you feel that people are looking at you thinking that you're not doing enough. Yeah. So that, that sort of reinforces that. And and actually at, at that time, I didn't do that. And I did tend to like finish on time and while other people were probably wearing their busy badge of honour. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think partly as well I think what happens and you know as ever making generalizations and stuff but as a lot of people move up the career ladder there's that there's there's elements I think we'll go we'll go through all of this and we've sort of planned this episode to talk about different things haven't we but there's almost this feeling inside of um like imposter syndrome um you know you're moving up the ladder how can I prove to everybody that I prove my worth prove how brilliant Mm. I am and busyness becomes the default because it's what you know. It's like, I know how to juggle all of these things. and But it's when it becomes a badge of honor is when it's like that outward look at me. And it isn't necessarily overtly, it, it, you just do it. And even if you feel like you're just having a moan, it can over, it can sort of come across to other people, you know, uh, uh, 
I think I'm not, I think I'm better than you, but it's yeah. kind of, yeah. Do you know what I mean? brilliant because yes. I'm doing all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are, there's lots of different drivers that drive us to be like this. So I think there is a kind of culture and the societal pressures of, you know, kind of like that, that hustle culture, like you've got to be, we've all got the same 24 hours in a day and you've all yeah. got to be working really hard yeah. and blah, Girl blah, blah. Boss. Like, yeah, yeah. I hate that whole uh, girl boss yeah, rubbish. But yeah, and and it's um, I I I think I think it is well. Maybe I feel like this because I'm a woman, but I do feel like there's more. Do you do we feel like that more because we're women as well? Because there's I do, yeah, I think so. And I think there's there's the pre- there's two things, isn't there? There's the pressure the outward pressure of feeling like you need to be perfect at everything. So you've got to be a really good mum and you've got to be really good at your job. And it's that whole, you know, yeah. I always say my mum's generation who, were, you know, in the 60s were told that they could have it all. And, you know, they, I was brought up to be told that I had it all, but it's got, you can have it all. And it's like, mm, can you have it all? Can you have it all at once? And, and yeah, do you, and you actually might be want, able, want, well, want it, to have it yeah, all? Because <laughs> it doesn't actually feel very good sometimes having it all. What does having it all mean? <laughs> well, exactly. But I do think that there's also that whole thing where women are, you know, we always talk about we're better at multitasking and stuff like that. And women hold more of the mental loads. Mm. We naturally become busier. I do think that men find it easier. And, you know, I will always, you know, correct me if I'm wrong and I hate being stereotypical but it's not necessary it's it's not stereotyping is it it's just like lived experience of everybody we talk to we're really good at like having a hundred tabs open in our brain at once yeah but that that therefore leads to this over busyness all the time yeah and I, I think so my my experience because my my family situation which I think our listeners probably know just because of a comment that a listener made to me, which I sort of chuckled at and thought, thank God Sam doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I do I do 99% of all the school runs and that kind of thing. Sam works away quite a lot. And he just, he would describe himself as very busy. And he mm-hmm. is very busy, but he's very busy with work. Mm-hmm. That's what he's very busy with. And he doesn't yeah. busy himself with anything else because he's too busy with work yeah that that's and so in his mind and and i and this is definitely my family situation is sam like he i have to take on everything else because he's either not here or he's too busy yeah with work you know, and he's very good at his job and blah, blah, all that. Very proud of him, whatever. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is. <laughs> I love that, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The fact of the matter is, I think that that definitely makes me wear a busy badge of honour. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that that um, that saying, busy badge of honour. Because <laughs> I have to try and do everything because I, because I love working. I love doing the podcast. Mm. I have to get the children to school. And so I do spend a lot of my time saying, I'm too busy. I can't do that. I can't do it now. I'm too busy. Yeah. But I've said this before. I have actually spent my entire life saying that. Yes. And even as a child, and it was in one of these episodes, I realized that like, it's like a family joke that my mom will say, oh, um, no, no, Lucy, you can't do it later. You've got to do it now. And she used to say that to me as a child. So it's obviously something about me where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that kind of the busyness, it's like the, um, it, 
and I don't know whether it's a personality type or whatever, but it's that mm. constant like blah, 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 having to be doing stuff all the time because yeah. there is a part of that 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 feeds into this busy badge of honour, which is if you are somebody that feels like they have to be switched on all of the time and really struggle mm. to switch off and relax, there can be, you know, this is getting into the psychology of it all. Mm. But, you know, if you have to sit and be quiet with your thoughts, that can be, you know, <laughs> a bit mm. scary. So it's almost easier to keep yourself busy and yeah. keep... um you, you know, it's almost, I don't think it's a conscious thing. I don't think we think, oh, I don't want to sit here alone with my thoughts, no. but it's just like, I know I'm the same. Like I feel I, I've got a lot better with, with it through mindfulness and mm. meditation and that sort of stuff. But actually I find it really hard to sit still. Yeah. But it uh, all, you know, as, leads uh, to stress, doesn't it? It does. As we, as we're sat here, I've got, I found a piece of Lego and I'm like fiddling with this Lego, madly fiddling with it. Well, I've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we're not the right people to be talking about. Well, I always well, think it is so, though, isn't it? so many of our episodes are what we need to hear really, aren't they? Yeah, so. definitely. And that's why we talk about it, isn't it? Because, yeah. and it, it was actually on the mindfulness episode that's reminded me where I said about, I'm always uh, like too busy because, um, and I, yes, so this yeah. is actually very, very close. You should listen to, if you haven't listened to the mindfulness episode, that's actually also a very complimentary episode to this. Yeah, it. yeah, it is. And and thinking about that and thinking about the sort of science behind it and the what's going on in our brains, you know, there there is that with the busyness, there can, it, there's internal psychological factors that make us want to be busy all the time so mm. you know we are pack animals and we don't want to upset other people so we don't say no to things we say yes to everything because we want to be liked um you know this at work it can be it can very much be this imposter syndrome and you know when I talked about how I got to my burnout when I was working in a commercial role, imposter syndrome was a massive part of that because I'd moved fun job functions. I felt like I didn't know enough or like I just didn't, wasn't qualified yeah. enough. So I compensated by being busy all the time. And mm. like, if they, if they can see that I'm really busy and stressed, then they, they'll know that I'm doing a really good job. I'm working really hard. And yeah. it's like, well, there's two things. That's imposter syndrome That because I was good at it and I didn't need to be doing that. But it's also taking that step back and realizing what the busy badge of honor looks like from the outside yeah. to other people is not necessarily what you think you're portraying yeah. because actually other people probably thought, well, why are you working all those hours? Can you do the job properly if, you, if you're working all those hours? Yeah. And actually you've you've made a really good point there because it's that worry of what everybody else thinks and yeah. actually it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks you need to be as long as you're doing your job well and no everybody else is too busy worrying about themselves yeah yeah well that's the thing that's, that's so human isn't it we're all walk, yeah. walking around worrying what other people think of us yeah. but too busy worrying what other people think of us that nobody's noticing anybody else anyway kind of thing. yeah yeah, but and I do think there is, I do think it happens more for women because of the the external societal pressures, but also because well, and I, I would I, I'm very much a feminist, and I would say that that the conditioning that we have from a very young age 
leads to that perfectionism, leads to that not wanting to upset other people, the imposter syndrome, all of that. Mm. But it can manifest in what I would call a superwoman syndrome. And there's there has been kind of studies in this. It's like I I'm amazing, I have got this cape and you know, it yeah. it's almost like a facade. And actually underneath yes. that, we're feeling like quivering wrecks. Yeah. And a really extreme example of this is Amy, you know I like my true that true crime podcast. Oh, yep. This has just reminded me of something. I'm listening to one at the moment about this woman, and I haven't. I don't know what the end of this story is. Just to caveat that, and some of you might know this story, but it's a current um, case in America where a woman who had two children um, and a seemingly perfect life. This, you know, she had a job, she had a husband, she had these two children. She did gardening with them. She did all these activities. They were in daycare, and then she'd take them home and they'd do loads of like craft stuff and. Her friends described her as super mum, mm-hmm. and she like had a. I think she had a blog. She like she had this perfect, perfect super mum life in inverted commas, and she faked her own kidnapping. Right. And so I don't know the end of the story, but basically, I'm just. Is, trying it, to say, is it basically but, because she just wanted it out because it was so I, hard? I, I basically, yeah, I think there was obviously some serious issues going on. Yeah, but she was portrayed. I mean, that is a very extreme case, but it's just interesting, isn't it, that she was described by her friends as, you know, oh poor, can't remember her name. Um, has been kidnapped and she was just this incredible woman and people are speculating that she would have ran off by herself is just completely outrageous because she's the perfect mum and the super mother and you know yeah. I know that's a and very that's extreme thing. case but it's well, interesting no, but, isn't it but the point is like if if this is what pans out in that this is I'm predicting what's going to happen in that podcast but you know well and well, I don't know if that would ever come out but it sounds like you know she's got to the point where that's the point, isn't it? We put everybody need everybody else's needs ahead of our own, do everything perfectly. And actually what that builds up inside is this massive resentment because you're yeah. not, you're just putting everyone else before yourself yeah. and you just feel, it just feels so unbalanced. And it, yeah. I, can, it, I can almost feel it when I'm talking about it in my body because <laughs> I've felt like it in the last few weeks where you just feel drained because you yeah. just doing everything for everyone and you're like what about me and then you're like Mm. oh well I'm I can't I can't think like that I can't it's selfish to think like that and it's just oh Mm. and but it's important to remember that you need to take you know you do and we you know we've talked about this before haven't we about like you know self-care and looking after yourself and there's a really good um I can't remember her name of someone I follow on Instagram and she had a really good post the other week that was basically this is this is taking looking after your children really well and it was like a picture of her with her kids and then it was like and this is also looking after my children really well it was her at the swimming pool on her own just having a bit of time on her own yeah and I think that's really important actually that we start to um model for our children that it is that you don't have, you know, like we have been conditioned like to think, like I was saying, that we need to be busy all the time. We need to be people pleasing and we need to do that. Actually to be able to say to particularly to our daughters, we need to do these things for ourselves. Mm. Then they will grow up and, and feel that same way. Because yeah. there has been some studies done and um, obviously resilience is a big thing of mine. I run resilience workshops and stuff. But when women versus men, rate their how resilient they feel women tend to 
rate themselves like 20% lower in terms of resilience. And then sort of digging into that a little bit deeper, I think it's because because of what we talked about, because we always look put ourselves last. So we're we're not um, nurturing ourselves, looking after ourselves. But we also tend to have an unrealistic view of our capacity of, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll say yes to that. I'll say yes to that. Whereas, and again, it's very generalizing, but often men will just go, well, now I've got one, that thing in, so I won't book another <laughs> thing in. Whereas we're like, oh, no, we'll just pick ourselves up all of the time. But, you know, I'm just going to, because this is to- totally me and Sam as well. But last weekend I had this situation where, I'd organized a night out with the um, mums from school and we were going out on the Saturday night. And then one of them texted um, at the beginning of the week and said, oh, I've, I've seen this at uh, the Guilty Feminist podcast show is on uh, in Stratford, which is near where I live. Does anyone want to go? But it's on Sunday night. So it's the night, it was the night after we were already going mm. out. And I was like, oh God, you know, I'd really love to do that, but I can't possibly do two nights out in a row. And you know, oh, I'm going to feel really tired and it's going to be awful. And I, But I was like, no, I want to go. So I did it mm-hmm. and it was the best thing to do. Yeah. And th- but that I, was doing something for you, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah, doing no, something for I anyone mean, else. I very nearly said no. And I say yes to absolutely everything. And, and I think that's what sort of forced me to say yes, because I thought, well, I do actually want to do it. I'm going to try having two nights out in a row. Yeah. And it was actually really good for me. Yeah. Well, it, because it's given you human connection and I'm yes. very jealous that you went to see that because I love that podcast. It was brilliant. <laughs> Listen to that, anybody that's listening. Yeah, it's that's really, really, yeah, really the guilty feminist. It's great. And yeah, so I think does, this whole busyness does impact us in different ways, doesn't it? And I, But one thing I feel like I need to say that we haven't said already is that it can be encouraged, like I have seen in food manufacturing particularly, that it can actually be encouraged as a behavior. It's not, you know, Mm. uh, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's not all, I don't want, if you're listening, thinking, oh God, that's me, to think it's all your own fault because actually there are lots of businesses that sort of cultivate that culture. And I wonder whether it is because it's manufacturing that it's all, you know, everything's about productivity in manufacturing, isn't it? It's like, how can we, how can we do things faster? How can we, we, yeah. And, you know, like kind of shift patterns and all of that kind of presenteeism as I think it's been called in the past, you know, because, because you have to be on site to make products and there's that expectation, even if you're in support functions. And I know that's changed because of COVID, but it's almost then been presenteeism on Teams calls and working long mm. hours and blurring boundaries between work and home. And I know through the pandemic, I had lots of clients where that was a massive big thing. Mm. And actually being able to start dropping those things because what that culture that cultivates it and these, these internal things that we have going on that kind of, it's almost like the perfect storm, isn't it? It's like, I've got all of these things that I feel like I should be doing and then actually nobody's stopping me because it, or, or it's actively encouraged. But actually being really busy, we've talked about this before and we've talked about the time management stuff, doing lots of things and multitasking uh, is actually quite inefficient. Yeah. And then that leads to you having to work longer hours And it leads to you, because you're so busy doing the do and you kind of, I always say to people like looking down, aren't you? You're not 
looking up at the horizons and opportunities that come up so it can start to hold you back in your career. And it definitely held me back in my career. That whole um, just too busy getting the job done rather than thinking about how I raise my profile, what projects are there, what else could I get involved in? Mm. Because I was too busy trying to prove myself by Mm. being busy. It's yeah. like, it's almost like a busy fool thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When you, you didn't actually need to be doing that. No, no. Lesson learned though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, and like we said, it really can, it can make you feel like you're just doing, and, and we've talked about this before when you're a mum, particularly, you feel like you're just doing everything badly. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm really crap at work. I'm really crap at horrible, home. That feeling. Yeah. It's just the worst. And then you find yourself snapping at other people, snapping at your partner, even snapping at people in, you know, saying things in meetings that you wouldn't normally have said yeah. because you're just like, Ugh. And you, you kind of become someone that you don't like. And, and like if that goes on for a long period of time, it's someone that you don't, you don't want to be that person because it's yeah. not really who you are and, and, or who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's like your true crime lady it's that yeah. facade isn't it it's a it's a and actually yeah. when you oh, a mask we wearing a mask yeah. yeah and we weren't born busy were we you know like if you get back to the root of who you are mm. I'm not saying you know it, if you enjoy being busy and doing things it's it's almost being able to get quiet enough to kind of realize think about what you do want <laughs> yeah do you, and do you know that's a really interesting point because I also think that do, do we all do to like do we encourage are we encouraging our children to become people that wear a busy badge of honor and I say that because the number of clubs and activities yeah. that kids do which also makes us super busy yeah adds to our busyness but yeah. actually when do they get to switch off and yeah. just be and yeah and I wonder what how that's going to play out because I remember like when we were young we didn't do as many clubs as because there wasn't that there wasn't as much on offer no and think about through lockdown as well it's almost like yeah. we were forced oh. weren't we to like go it for walks so in the woods yeah. and it was like there was, a, there was a like a beautiful simplicity to life that <laughs> I think well, I'm sort of missing a bit at the moment yeah I was having that conversation with my other half last night how it just because we'd got an invite to something and I was like oh I'm already away that weekend but we could it was like a, a great auntie or whatever and uh, like I oh, I could get back for 12 and blah, blah, blah. and I was like oh I could just stay at the beach and you know yeah. it's like, but and and he said you know we're getting back to that getting yeah. double booked triple booked thing aren't we so I think yeah. that you know the lessons that we've learned from lockdown about actually not being as busy you know being quite pleasant we need to sort of try and hold yeah. on to it's hard a bit. it's really hard but to say well, to say no to things, isn't it? And Yeah. But should we talk about some of the, the things that you can do to kind of help the dropping the busy badge of yes. honour? I think it ties in a bit. We had we did a episode on purpose, didn't we? And we were talking about... Yeah, your values. And- yeah. We get, so thinking about... And go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, if you saw it and thought, oh, that's not for me. Actually, and you're a busy badge of honor person, actually, it could be really useful because Mm. 
what we talked about then was how if you get really clear on what your values are, and by values, I mean the things that really matter to you, the things that motivate you, that sort of thing, then when you're making decisions and prioritizing all of the things, you know, if you look at your diary and you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous, inside and outside of work, based on your values, what are the things that are more important to you? And that can sort of help get rid of the noise of, you know, I'm finding that I'm getting more and more people, um, which is abs- I absolutely love, but I'm getting more and more people contacting me wanting to have catch-ups, which I completely love. You know, the whole point of us doing this podcast is to connect with more people and, and stuff like that. But I'm getting to the point where I can't say yes to everything because yeah. it's going to drain the life out of me. So I've got to be clearer on what my value, you know, what yeah. what they want to talk about. Is that aligned with me? You know, if it's something completely random, what, you know, is it right for me to be doing that? So it's that mm-hmm. kind of putting everything through a lens. But when you're really busy, it's easy just to say yes to everything. So you almost yeah. have to create some time and headspace yeah, to, to, to do that. And I've gone back to, because I always say I go dip in and out of these things. I'm not like some Zen coach that has like gets up at 5am and does a morning routine like some of the coaches on Instagram um but I have started journaling again and a very the six minute journal that you can get off Amazon it helps you kind of just think about what are the most important things going on and rather than do you know Amy I haven't told you this but I've actually I've ordered myself a new journal I've ordered a head plan journal that's arriving I think it's already arrived actually today Okay. So, so yeah, I'm it's starting as well. But it's it, it's actually creating those habits where you just take a pause and go like I've got all of this stuff on. What what could I drop, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and doing that through that lens of the values. But also in a work context outside of work thinking about delegation, you don't have to do everything yourself. And I think we can often feel like it's a weakness to ask for help or get other people to think, seek, do things, but it really isn't. And I think, I think that's something that isn't taught enough when you get into management roles and stuff and you move up the ladder that you sort of feel like, well, I used to do everything myself. So if I just do everything myself and I've got to have all the answers, that makes you a good manager. And that's not true. What makes you a good manager is being able to say, I'm at capacity, I need to help with this or delegate the right things. Yeah. So at work, you need to get better at that. But also, I mean, we talk about it all the time at home, like getting, yeah. making sure the balance is always, it's not, it doesn't have to be a 50-50 balance in your household, but is it realistic? Are you trying to take on too much, doing too many clubs for the kids, that sort of thing? Yeah. Yes, all these things hit home. <laughs> now, another one that I've got for you, like I'm, I'm like this, I'm on fire with this stuff, aren't I? Because, because yeah. I've learned from my mistakes. Yeah. The other one is reframing rest. So mm. like both of us saying that we're really struggling, we struggle with sitting and doing nothing. And I've had it in the last couple of weeks. Like I say, I've just had a bit of a, it's just been hard. My daughter's been ill a lot and I've had to squeeze lots more work in and I've just not felt well in myself either. But I have forced myself to rest. But what helps me is to reframe what rest is about. Rest is that, it is recharging and it is productive 
doesn't feel like it in the moment. It feels like, oh, I should be doing a million other things. But actually, when you get to doing those million other things, you're in a much better place to do yeah. them. It's so restorative, isn't it? I'm yeah. always amazed. Like when I take just, and I, and I do do this in the day. Like if I have like a half an hour gap, I will have like a power nap yeah. because it gets me through the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, I, I do get disturbed in the night and I do get woken up regularly at like, you know, five o'clock in the morning and it's, it's not sustainable. Like it's just, and I, and I, I'm, I'm justifying it to myself now because <laughs> I do feel guilty about doing it. I'm not going to lie. It makes mm. me feel guilty, but it does allow me to get through the day. And I, and on the, on the days that I do that, I do tend to then work at night as well. And like sort of, and so my, the structure of my whole day changes, but that's because yeah. I do need to sleep. Like yeah. I do need sleep. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's working out what's right for you rather than just like what we're told that we have to do, which, it, you know, we're both self-employed. It's a lot easier, but you know, I think there's more acceptance of flexibility in, in the workplace now. And, and yeah. It just reminded me though, when I, when I was um, working at MLS and we went to Vietnam, um, at 11 o'clock, they, at the factory we were at, they all got onto their desks or under their desk and they, and they had a sleep. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that is a, that was a, that was a thing that they did. They had oh. a nap. It just reminded me and made me laugh. Lovely. Oh, but probably because yeah. they're working really long shifts, was it? I, I don't know. It's just oh, okay. this, this is what they all because we were walk, we walked out into the factory, and they said, "Oh, um, don't worry. This is normal at eleven o'clock. Um, they have a nap." <laughs> well, I love that. I mean, I know, clearly, rest is important. Yeah, but that 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 is true. So yeah, yeah, and so rest, finding time to do nothing, getting comfortable with being still. I find it easier in the summer because I'm like, if I'm sat outside mm. and it's sunny, it feels yeah. okay. Everything's it, easier in the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also doing a little bit of self-reflection to think about what is it that is making you want to be busy all the time? And you might listen to this thinking, I don't want to be busy. It's all the stuff, um, mm. you know, it's all the external factors, but be really honest with yourself. Is there some underlying drivers there of you? wanting to people please and what, uh, worrying about what people think of you because that that is on you and that is something that you can do something about and it's really hard you know I'm a recovering people pleaser I'm a recovering busy badge of honor person so I'm not saying I'm perfect but when you realize it's more you're worrying about those other people than those people making yeah. you do this stuff and I think yeah. that when I burnt out, you know, I very much blamed the business that I was in. And, you know, they did have a responsibility, but I had the personal responsibility for my mm. own health. Mm. Um, so there's a balance in there. Um, yeah. You can't blame everybody else for your busyness. You know, you are in control to a certain degree or or have a look at what you are in control of and yeah. what you're not in control of. Yeah. And, and even if by doing that, it might mean that you need to make some changes, but those changes are necessary because you need to, you know, you've got to help yourself. Mm -hmm. Only mm -hmm. you can help yourself. And I think doing your values can really help with that as well, can't yeah. it? Because you, you can then, ref like once you've done your values, you can then reflect on why, why am I behaving like this or why 
am I feeling like this? And, yeah. you know, what changes do I need to make? Yeah. And you will feel happier for doing that. And that's the thing. It really, mm. it really does help. And I probably 80% of the clients I work with, I start with values, you know, it, they'll come to me for various different reasons. But actually, if we get really clear on that, so you get really clear, it's almost it's getting to know yourself again, because we forget, <laughs> we get so busy pleasing everybody else that we forget what matters to us. So that is really, really important. Now I've got one last one that I think is quite a useful thing around the kind of reframing things. So I know in the last week I've been, well, my daughter's been ill, so everything's got squeezed and I'm like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's like, it, it creates this narrative in your head that keeps feeding your brain going, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I have to do this. I have to do that. Actually, if you reframe that ever so slightly and say, I get to do this, like almost change it to a, I'm busy today, but I've got gratitude for the fact that I'm getting to do all of these things. It's like, I love that. I'm busy and stressed because I've got a proposal to get in. I've got a podcast to like two years ago, I didn't even know I was going to be doing this. So actually yeah. when you take a step back and you're like, I get to do this, mm. you know, <laughs> mm. it can, you know, sometimes you just think, yeah, whatever, but it can help. It can yeah. really help with the reframe. And it's like changing that feeling of dread into a feeling of excitement for the day ahead. Yeah. That I really like that, Amy. I think that's mm. brilliant. And and if, and if, if you are genuinely, genuine, genuinely going through your day, feeling like you can't say that, then maybe that tells you something sort of more deeply that you need to look at your values and what you're doing. Because yeah. actually with the things, with the examples that you've given there, you, you've, it's easy for you to go, actually, you know, come on, Amy. Yes, this week's been hard, but actually this is great. You know, this is all good stuff. It's all yeah good good busy stuff but if you're in a situation where it, you don't you, you don't feel like that even on reflection then that's a different matter isn't it really yeah yeah it's like I'm busy I've been a little felt pressure but it's for all the right reasons it's yeah. just it feel it at the time it feels a bit much but if you look back and you're like and I still hate what I'm doing yeah then there's bigger questions to have get yeah. yourself a career coach <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we've done an episode on that too yes yeah yeah so we talked about doing things differently like if you're going to reflect and do things differently what are you going to go and do differently lucy after we've talked today um one thing i'm going to do differently today is I, i'm going to do the reframing where i i i have more gratitude for the things that i do because actually I'm, I, you know, I do, I love what I do and I'm really happy with everything. I've just, I just do feel like I've, and it's because I haven't had enough sleep because mm. <laughs> and I've had an ill child and, you know, yeah. but yes, yeah, so I, I really like that because it does, it gives you that kick of motivation that you just need to, to get you through, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think mine is going to be, um, finding the time to do nothing in my day because I'm so busy at the moment like we're going to get off this and I've got 10 minutes before another call and rather than going and scrolling and doing whatever yeah. I'm going to go out into the garden and breathe mm. <laughs> and it's just and that's yeah. the thing isn't it it's those little moments that make the difference in how you feel overall rather than like I'm going to overhaul my whole life and I'm going to become a Buddhist monk 
It is. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely need to do that. And do you know, um, we've recently got um, rabbits and guinea pigs, and we we got them because Bella wanted a rabbit for her birthday. And I, at the time, I felt like this is what. Why am I giving myself something else to look after and take care of? But actually, it's been really good because it. I like I'm I'm going to go out and see them and just give them, and it just sort of gets me connected to the outside and yeah. I go out and watch the garden. I go into the field and I get some dandelions for them. And it's, and it's just like a five minute, like little break. And actually that's really helped me. Yeah, no, you're right. So I'm going to get, find some downtime. You're going to reframe things. The other yeah. things we've mentioned are getting clear on your values and using that filter when you're saying yes to everything starting to delegate more at work outside of work and reframe rest it is productive to have rest yes it is and yeah and I just want to emphasize the values thing so I know I, I know we've talked about this like quite a lot but it is really I find it really useful because it brings you back to you because I I spend so much time you know and you know being busy and thinking about everything else but it just kind of keeps you on the straight and narrow yeah. So if you've been listening to us today and, um, you know, we've been honest, we're, we're not saying we're perfect in this, but if it's resonating with you today and you're thinking, I need to do one of these things, I need to do something to to help me drop that busy badge of honour, drop us a message. Let us know what you're going to do. Let, let us hold you accountable for doing that. Yeah. Because we would love to hear from you. Come and join us in the Facebook group and tell us about it. Yeah, do. Thanks very much, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you've enjoyed it. Take care and catch us next week. And if you'd like to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and is able to offer a free discovery call. Find her on Instagram at outtolaunchmpd or over on LinkedIn. And if you want to reach out to Amy for any coaching or facilitation support, then you can find her at Amy Wilkinson Coaching on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Thanks again. I'm Lucy. And I'm Amy. See See you next time. time.